Hello and welcome back to another episode of Ecuton. My name is Izzy and I am the Secretary for the Students' Union and I'm really excited to bring you another episode of this podcast. This week the Students' Union has been discussing the merchandise launch, exam arrangements for June and the upcoming AGM, um, all of those notes of which can be found in your emails this morning. Today I'm joined by Eddie Plaskett, who is the president of the Students' Union, and we will be discussing working for the Students' Union and his experiences alongside his dissertation and other projects that the SU has at the moment. I'm really excited to bring this episode to you, and I hope you enjoy. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. Hello. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. How are you, Izzy? Yeah, I'm good. Good, ready for (laughs) another week of fun. Um, so I'm going to start with my quick fire questions. Okay. Number one, what is your favourite hidden gem in Paris? Oh, hidden gem in Paris. I wrote an article about this for Parlons last year. Did you? Um, I did. And I would still go with Atelier de Lumière. Ah, oh, gorgeous. I think it's quite well known, especially among people who live here, but yeah. tourists, every tourist should go there. Yeah, definitely. I've never been, actually. You should definitely go. Out. They've got a brand new exhibit, which I haven't seen yet. Oh, but it's okay. just come out in February, so it's okay. like a Paris, New York one. So oh, fun. Interesting. I'll check that out. Number two, what is your go-to order at the bar? Realistically, beer, just because nice. it's cheap. Yeah. But um, if I was to go for a cocktail, it would be a spritz, definitely. Oh, nice. A nice just a standard Aperol spritz. Yeah, yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Number three, what is your favourite ULIT module? Hmm... I really liked Jeffrey's linguistics third year. Okay. The like variations in context module. Um, right. I don't know. It's just I, f- I feel like there's you, you've done second year linguistics. You know the basics. Yeah. And it's like actually really getting into it, really doing some research on yeah. stuff that you care about. So yeah, That's I, super I really liked it. Really nice. Okay, question four. If you could have dinner with one person, who would it be? Oh my god. Oh my god! I should have gone for that. <laughs> <laughs> I would really. I I I know that politicians are boring, but I'd really like to to like Macron nice. or someone like that, just because I'm really interested to see. I I just I think politicians and people who make decisions for on behalf of other people, for no matter who they are, um, they're under a lot of pressure. Yeah. And I think that is, it's an, it's just interesting to know about you know Definitely. the impact on the people behind the politics yeah for instance Nicola Sturgeon's resignation everyone thought she was doing fine but then behind it That's it's like so there's true. there's always more to these leadership roles than you think interesting oh I like that I think if I was going to have to speak to a politician I'd be Jacinda Ardern oh yeah I love yeah, that yeah. woman but I think that so would be too cool. easy like I, I would kind yeah. of want to be like I would want to sit down with Macron and be like right where did we go wrong? <laughs> Where did why why are we protesting? Why, why are we taking away people's rights and stuff? It would be more like a a challenge. Yeah, you know, I'd be like my own sort of journalist. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, and um, final question: What would your top tip be for anyone currently at ULIP or starting here? Uh, definitely make the most of Paris. Yeah. Um, join a club, go to an event. If you you know there's stuff happening all over, you could do. You could go to an event, a free event every day if you mm-hmm. just kind of looked it up. And the stuff that when I've pushed myself and I've gone out and I've met someone and I've done something or gone and just gone to somewhere that I wouldn't have normally gone to, it's I'm always better off for it. Yeah. 
love. So our AGM is coming up on the 16th of March. Yes, it is. Which is where we'll be recruiting our next SU. Um, so I wanted to ask you, how have you found your time on the SU? My time on the SU? Because you've I'm, done two years I've now. I've done two years. It's been it's been quite a, a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, oh, this is going amazingly. Like you've just put an event and everyone's calm and mm-hmm. it's been brilliant. Or sometimes it's just really kind of boring. Or like, <laughs> there's loads of work piling up and it's, it's not fun work. It's just like emails and yeah. stuff. Um, but the one thing I do think is that everything that I've done where... I, it just gives me such a buzz to do something that you can see has helped people. Mm-hmm. For instance, last Wednesday, just to put on an event. It was just sandwiches for everyone. Yeah. Just to say everyone just happy eating the sandwiches because of something that I did. Yeah. It's just nice. And yeah, I think that's why I do it. Rewarding. Yeah, it is yeah. rewarding. Like, I, it wouldn't be worth doing the job if, well, if there's no students here. Yeah. It's a students' sure. union. Like, everything... If we put on events, balls and everything and no one came... It wouldn't be satisfying. No. It's it's when people engage that really makes me happy. Yeah, definitely. And oh my God, how so have you? <laughs> not at all. Not at all. How have you found um, juggling your SU work alongside your UE work? Let's just say it's become less of a juggle and more of a kind of a, like a takeover. Right. I just feel that sometimes I'll just be sitting there and I've done so much SU work and I'm like. I have a dissertation to write as well, <laughs> and I, I do need to reel myself in sometimes because I do, like, it's just sometimes I do my SU work to procrastinate my academic work. Yes. Which is not <laughs> good, and to any lecturers out there listening, you know, it's not a good thing, but, you know, it is the way that it is. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then when I need to do SU work, I do my academic work because that's how you know, yeah. <laughs> like, I just don't want to be doing what I should be doing at any one time. I totally understand that, almost like in the actual workplace. Yeah. But it is doable, and what I'd say to anyone kind of thinking of running for the SU is you can do it if you have a job mm-hmm. outside of uni. You can do it alongside your studies. It is quite a flexible role. You can have your office hours whenever you want. You do need to attend some events, and you need to attend the weekly meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I would say that anyone can do it as long as you're determined enough to do it, as long as you're organised enough to say, right, today is SU. Tomorrow's academic work, yeah. and the day after that, I'm doing my job outside of uni. Yeah. As long as you're organised and ready to do that, then yeah, it definitely. wouldn't stop you. Are there any particular skills or lessons that you've learned whilst being on the SU that you would take into work after university? Yes, there are. What like? <laughs> <laughs> I think the main one would be how to, how to work with people mm-hmm. who... But, and, and like, inc- I've only, I've never been in, like, a leadership role, or right. it's always been, I've only ever worked with, like, my peers, mm-hmm. and this is a bit of a weird job, because we are peers, but I'm, I'm also in a leadership role, Yeah. and the hardest thing is getting everyone going and rolling with their SE stuff, supporting them, and not over-interfering. Right. Making sure that every, that is my biggest, kind of thing about the team is mm-hmm. like making sure that everyone's happy and supported and feels like they have enough support from the president yeah. because I will support any department yeah definitely. whether it is with money or my time I want everyone to feel supported but I don't want to take over yeah. I don't want to be like 
Izzy, you should be doing this. <laughs> you know, you know. I want people to have like a, a certain, like everyone deserves. Everyone on the SU needs to have complete independence when yeah. they work. But I also want them to feel supported. Oh, I really like so, that. That's but that's really been it's it's something that's difficult difficult to manage. Definitely. But I feel like I've learned and I can take it forward. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Uh, How have you been finding third year? It's intense. Yeah. And I feel like. I feel like my modules this year um, have fewer points to show. To like, I only have two essays right. for each of my modules, whereas yeah. before I like, think three. Yeah. And I just feel like there's so few points I have to show my skills before graduation. Yes. Like, and that's just scary. The that pressure. scares me. But you yeah. know, we'll we'll do as good as we can. Yeah, definitely. Can you tell us a bit more about your dissertation? I can. So, my dissertation is about um, high-speed rail in France. You may have taken the TGV. Um, but it kind of focuses it from a social justice perspective. So, looking at the prices of TGV tickets, um, where, they, where the services are available, and whether this, you could really say that it is a source of kind of climate justice, right. whether it can be a service that... Because it's obviously important that we transition the the transport sector from kind of heavy like car transport and air transport more into rail transport especially in Europe when you can do that across borders um but the main point of it is is you can get a Ryanair flight to Barcelona for like a tenner mm -hmm. you know yeah whereas or if I wanted to get the TGV there is a direct TGV every day to Barcelona but you're paying hundreds for it. Yeah. And that's not how we're going to get move forward with the climate. Definitely not. So with kind of 10% of all Europe's carbon emissions coming from transport, I kind of thought, how can we make this rail system work a bit better for the people who it's actually supposed to be yeah, serving? Yeah, that's so um, interesting. So that is the, yeah. the investigation. What? made you interested and um, want to look into trains and because of course your metro society yes i know well. <laughs> i know and we are planning we're planning another metro event as well so what's that gonna be it's gonna be a quiz night oh how exciting i know i know so that, we're looking forward to that yeah um but yeah i don't know how i really got into it i guess i've always kind of been interested in trains i get i i would i did a tube challenge in london so i've been to every tube station in London. Have you? I have, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I did that for charity. Right. And then I've been to every, I, I, I came, I was obviously interested in this sort of stuff before I came to uni, came to Paris, did every station on the Paris metro, <laughs> um, and tried to do the Aria, but that's just quite difficult. Yeah. Um, How many have you got left to I do know. the Aria? a lot and yeah. I kind of stopped doing it because it took up a lot of time yeah but um I just I've always loved going around on trains I feel like there's always something to see you know yeah I don't know I feel like it's just it's something that we have a real privilege in Europe and especially in Paris to have the, the trains that we do have yeah I think it's just really interesting yeah definitely but it's kind of hard to explain that I don't know to no. justify <laughs> no, you don't need to justify anything it's just interesting to it is isn't it have a perspective maybe it all started with Thomas the Tank Engine maybe when I was, maybe that was when my parents indoctrinated me when I, I was five years old I love Thomas the Tank it was Engine mint wasn't it, it was so really good. good have you got a particular favourite train on Thomas the Tank Engine I don't know I couldn't name any now actually you know Thomas obviously 
Gordon. Gordon! They were all like really British names. Like, that's why I wanted to call Edward as well. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Is it still running? <laughs> I don't know. I don't no. think so. I feel like it all got replaced. That's so funny. I wonder what the French equivalent is. Oh, God, I haven't thought about that. <laughs> Maybe that's one for you. Yeah, I'll find out. Yeah. I'll come back to you on that. I'm excited. How have your um so last year you were head of Paris Appreciation mm-hmm. Society. Yeah. Do you feel like you're still doing some of that kind of stuff that you do with them now? I wish. Well, I mean last year we went to the Atelier de Lumière. Oh cool. that was our trip. Yeah. And I really, really want to go back this year. I yeah. just haven't found time to eat. But I'm gonna go over reading week, I think. Yes. Um I hope I am still appreciating Paris. <laughs> I, what I've liked is I've lived in somewhere different every year. That's so nice. So I feel like I've got to experience a bit of different Paris. Yeah. The first year I lived in the 12th. Um, last year in the 1st, which was completely different. Yeah. And now in the 20th, which is like the complete opposite to the 1st. Yeah. Like last year, I would walk out and I'd hear more English and Spanish than I did French. Really? Whereas now, yeah, yeah, because it's so touristy around where 32 was. Yeah. Um... But now living in the 20th, it's like, if I ever hear English on the street, I'm like, whoa. And it's like, <laughs> English people, what are you doing here? Yeah, I suppose, like, they, why would a tourist go to the depths of the 20th? That's there is no reason. Yeah. Like, especially where I live, like, I'm kind of quite close to Pellishers. Okay, nice. But, like, I'm kind of past Pellishers. Yeah. So, but honestly, um, Hidden Gems in Paris. Yeah. Um, everyone thinks that Montmartre is where you get the kind of cute towns and everything, cute little houses. Yeah. There is a part in the 20th called uh, La Campagne à Paris, okay. which is like the, the Parisian countryside. And it's at Port de Bagnolet. If you go out at Port de Bagnolet and you go, you will find a community of houses, like real houses in Paris. Right. Huge little quaint houses on little cobbled streets with trees yeah. and everything. And it is so peaceful and so, because no one, no tourists go there. It's like Montmartre without the tourists. That's gorgeous. It is really cool. Oh, I really want to go. And I saw it on TikTok once and I was like, oh my God, I live there. So. How funny. <laughs> yeah, no, I would really recommend just going out to Paris and exploring. Yeah. Even if it's like a really residential area. Yeah. You've got the Petit Centure in the 14th. Yes. Um, that is a really nice piece of that they've reopened as a park. Right. And again, uh, there's no reason why you'd ever go down there. No. Um, but if you go down to Ballard at the end of Line 8, you uh-huh. can get the, um, you can find the Petit Sentier there and you can walk oh. down towards Port de Versailles. Oh, gorgeous. Um, little, just little bits of that that I found kind of going around Paris. Mm. I don't want to ever stop doing that. Definitely I, I, I always <laughs> want to keep on saying that, like, I came to Ulip and I really made the most of it yeah. and I went out and I saw the city. Definitely. Have you got any plans to see much of the city over reading week? I don't, but do you know what I did find? What? Is there is a train that, it's two trains a day, two trains a week actually, that right. depart from Gare de Leon, and there's a tiny little station in the middle of Fontainebleau Forest. It, the train stops in the middle of the track, right in the middle of the track, in the middle of the forest, and lets people off. Stop it. To go walking. I really want so to do that. So I think that. we might be doing that next in, in reading week, we mentioned it wow. to Toby Bell as well because um, he's head of climbing society. Yeah. So I'm not sure if that will go ahead as like a climbing trip. But anyway, uh, that's, that's something that I really so want to do anyway. Cool. Because it's t- it's at this tiny that used to be a train station, but it got like, demolished. Right. But there's still two trains a week that stop in the middle of nowhere to serve the forest. Oh my god. And then you can walk through the forest and then back to Fontainebleau, which is yeah. where you would normally go to. But it means you don't have to get the bus in the forest. 
That is such a hidden gem. It is a hidden gem, isn't it? Because there's nothing worse when you go to Font and having to do that walk yeah. to yeah, yeah, yeah. get to the forest. But it's a hidden gem because it's literally, I've forgotten the exact timings, but it's like 9 o'clock and 8 o'clock nice. on a Saturday only. Right. Like you can't get it in the weekdays. Um, oh, but yeah. Eddie, I'm so going to Isn't that, that a bit of a hidden gem? It's not Paris, but, but it's you're the front so gem. Cool. Yeah. And we can all go there on an alley. Just so. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm so excited about that, actually. Yeah. I've, 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 I'm spilling all the hidden gems. Yeah, you really are. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of finishing, graduating next yes, year, yes, I know. What's, what are you thinking? Are you going to stay in Paris? Are you going to move on? Well, I'm going to stay in France. I want to stay nice. in France for the foreseeable future. Amazing. Um, it's really good that we've got these visas as well. Yeah. That we, that we have. Definitely. Um, so I'm going to, I would love to do a ski season, nice. so I'm going to apply for a few of those jobs. Um, but I'm not sure exactly what I'll be doing in the time between graduation and yeah. that. I would love to get a job, a placement, just a, a short placement somewhere. Yeah. Maybe in France, maybe not, you know. Ooh. So. Do a holiday maybe, That's you know. so exciting. But yeah, I just need to find a placement between yeah. July and kind of December. Yeah. I'm going to help you start my skiing. But yeah, oh I think I need, I'm need. i taking a bit of a, a gap season. I don't blame you. And then you. after my skiing, I'll be back in, back in Paris or yeah. wherever else in France I can find myself. Yeah. How exciting. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. It's Was there great anything else you wanted to say before we finish? Um, just apply for SE roles. Yes, please. You can do it. If you're listening to this podcast it's and you're a so student... Fun at University of London Institute of Paris, you should be considering applying for SE roles, for officer yes. roles. Yes. Um, it looks great on your CV, and you can do it. Yeah. You can do it. You are capable of doing it. Just go to whoever that person is now and speak to them about their role now, and, yeah, have yeah. confidence, put yourself forward. Yeah. Let's have a good election. Can't How wait. exciting. <laughs> Thank you, Eddie.